Hi, welcome to Eurocron. I'm your host, Scott Pitney. Eurocron is a podcast where we chronicle extraordinary people and their extraordinary stories. Our goal is simple, entertain, inspire, educate, and at times humor our audience while our guests build their audio legacy. So let's get right to our next extraordinary story. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Your Cron, another travel episode featuring the Bahamas this time. We broke this up into two podcasts. Special thanks to our good friends, the Housleys, Dan and Laura Housley, for inviting us on this trip. And Dan is also a professional. He is a reporter out of the Boston area, Channel 7. And so he assisted me on the interviews, and I kindly thank Dan for that. And we um, took in a lot of great times with the people there, finding out more about the Bahamians and their thoughts about many different subjects and topics. And you get to learn a lot about the Bahamas. And uh, if you haven't been there or if you have been there, um, things to do there and things to know, good things to know if you ever plan on going there or returning there. So enjoy this next two-part series on the Bahamas. Thanks for listening. A reminder to please subscribe, share, rate, all that good stuff that uh, all of us podcasters ask you to do. But thanks so much for listening. What is your name? Dion. Everyone calls me Primetime. 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 All right. Well, uh, thank you for being on your Cron, uh, the uh, podcast about extraordinary people. So you're a local Bahamian. Yes, sir. And uh, how long have you been selling cigars on the beach? 25 years. 25. Everybody's got such longevity. We 25 talk, years. The gentleman that sells t-shirts, he's 27. And then the uh, young lady that sells uh, ankle bracelets, 27. You guys do this for a long time? A long time. It's I a mean, fun we job. It. We love it. Yeah, yeah. And most of all, why we love you guys the most. Well, if we don't give you a good reason to come back and spend the money, we don't make money. That's what we do. Make you happy, be happy. Absolutely, absolutely. So do you have any uh, fun stories to share with us about your 25 years of experience? Yes. Well, if you want to go to a fun store, you go downtown. You go downtown. You go downtown. When you reach downtown after the bus stop, the first arcade, the second store on the left, you go inside there, you say prime time, and that's me. Really? Yeah, you go watch your cigars roll in the front of you. Okay. All right. So go downtown and watch cigars roll in front of you. And uh, ask for Lisa. Lisa. Okay. Lisa. Okay. She's a Cuban lady. Okay. She's married but very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, Lisa. Very friendly from Cuba. If you need a cigar from Lisa, so um, t- tell us about this area right here. What, what, what is the area called? A level. This is the level. This is where the guys who can go to the bar and order the high maintenance drinks. You get a service to you, rented to you. You don't have to come over here. And when anything you want, you just ask for it. You come see prime time, you get snorkeling, fishing, sightseeing, do whatever, private island, you can go do whatever you guys want to do. This is your party, you cry if you want to. And the best thing about it, no one knows you and they don't want to see you again. Who gives a shit? You paid a lot of money to come here, let's have some fun. Do it once. 
That's definitely the best advice I've heard so far. And by the way, I'm enjoying a Bahama Mama for my buddy. What's your name, by the way? My name's Scott Pitney. Nice to meet you, Scott Pitney. I'm Dion. Everyone call me Primetime. What's your name? Levon. Levon. Nice I'm a Bahama you. Mama with Levon and Scott Pitney. And I'm getting shit faced. One more drink. I'm going to give this shit away. <laughs> free cigars. Free cigars. One more drink. Keep the drink coming. You got a free cigar. And by the way, ladies. I give free massage to the single ladies. Now that's a bargain right there. I, 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 I gotta try. Look at his hands. Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. That's what I do. I don't think you should give that away though. Mm-hmm. Someone has to pay. Don't sell yourself short. No, okay. I don't. Okay, so now the big question is, why is it cloudy here and sunny across that island? Do you have to pay to get over to the sun? Okay, the reason why it's cloudy here and it's sunny over here because you only bought one cigar. <laughs> <laughs> you buy two, the sun comes over. Okay. That's what I do. Uh, I do it. Hey, I, I, I do my shifting more. Bring the sun over here. All right. That's well, what I do. Okay. Well, I'm, this is a good smoke, but it looks like uh, about 30 minutes I'll be ready for another one. That's so. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, hey, this is, what, this is what a cigar do. Hey, guys, this is what a cigar do. The cigar make you good on your feet, better on your sheets. What you didn't do last night, you'll do tonight. Oh, yeah. You done know. That's a magical cigar you right there. You got it, baby. <laughs> hey, and guess what? Someone's going to be waking up at breakfast in bed, but I'm not saying who. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for being with no us. No problem, guys. Enjoy, guys. And I love you guys more than cook food. <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, so, uh, tell us your name. Jude Lintia. That's a beautiful name. Thank so, you. Yeah. So, uh, you're from the Bahamas? I am. Born and raised. Born and raised. And uh, you, tell us what you do here at the, the Malaya. Oh, well, I am one of the activity coordinators here. Okay. Yeah. And uh, right now you're holding a bingo card. Yes, we've got bingo going on. We've got quite a few persons over here. They're very active. They're very, very active. They're like, no, this card card is not the winning card so you give me the wrong card I said no you picked your own card but yeah, yeah. I don't know you can hear the crowd yeah they're pretty active so tell us about some of the other activities that people uh, could expect when they come here all right we have a schedule of activities every day mm -hmm. um, we range from the we go from the family pool or we go from to the adult pool but with the adult pool we have trivias we have drinking games everyone loved those of course. every everyone loved those yeah. drinking games those, right? a huge turnout <laughs> for those but we also include the kids and then we have shabby here uh -huh. shabby say hi shabby hi everybody hi hi hi, shabby, hi. How are you? i'm good yeah. how are you I'm great. My name's Scott. Uh, we're doing a podcast, Gearcron, and we're telling people in the United States what they can expect here. And lots just of learning fun. About the, the lots people. of fun. Lots yeah. and lots of yeah. fun. Come, come to have a lot of fun. Come to have excitement, new things. Try out everything. We have yeah. a great atmosphere here, great weather. You're gonna, you're not gonna be sorry. So come, come, come. Yeah, we have lots of different workshops. We get panel workshop, we get ooh, cigar workshop. A cigar. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah that's usually it. on Saturdays. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what do you do in a cigar? Do you actually learn how to roll a cigar? 
yeah, we have someone, a professional. Yeah. <laughs> a professional comes in and they, you know, they teach you how to roll the cigar, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a quite mellow, mellow atmosphere. Yeah. But everyone loves it. We got henna. We have got our jewelry making. We also have our Scientology. That's where you get to make your own body oils. You know, your own fragrance. Okay. It's pretty cool. Okay. We have our Junknu workshop also. <laughs> Junknu, that's our culture here in the Bahamas. Tell, us, so, tell me about that a little bit. Ooh, what is that? Junknu, 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 yes. <laughs> I love, I when, love you, when you talk Junknu here in the Bahamas, it gets really, really competitive. Okay. We have different groups. We have the A groups, the B groups, the C groups, a variety of groups. Mm-hmm. Now we have huge costumes. Very huge costumes. Some costumes they have to put together. Yeah. When they reach yeah. Bay Street. That's how big they are. Wow. So it's pretty good. We get the horns, we get the ghost skin drum, we get the cowbells, we have dancers. It's sort of like Mardi Gras. Yeah. But our own is, you know, costumes, the costumes, the dancing, Bahamian the Bahamian version awesome. of Mardi Gras. So it's pretty, it's pretty good. Is that, when does that happen? Is it a certain time? That happens uh, Boxing Day and New Year's Day. Okay. But you will find Junkanoo all year round. Okay. It's something we live, breathe, eat Junkanoo. It's pretty competitive, I guess, yes. the outfits and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My group is going to win. No, my group is going to win. No, y'all. <laughs> y'all are not. Yeah. Well, how long have you been an activities coordinator here? Uh, last month made six years. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. I'll yeah, bet. I tell people I come to work to have fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to love your job. Yeah, I'm sure you do. I yeah. mean, the atmosphere is wonderful. What did you do before you uh, worked here? I went to school. Okay. I did um, massage therapy, and I also did business systems and administration. Oh. So but cool. I guess the office job is not for me. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. So it's always good to have something under your belt. Sure. So when one thing don't work out, you have something else. But yeah. this, this is for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can tell you. You definitely. This is your skin. I mean, this yeah. is. Yeah. You feel very comfortable in this. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about your beautiful name. That I've seen some very interesting names, but this. Yes, is we have some very interesting names yes. over here. Yeah. So. Um. So there's. 12 letters. Okay. But you got to break it down. Once you break it down, you get it. So it's Jude Lintia. Okay. So, so it's J-U-D-E-L-Y-N-N-T-H-I-A. Yes. Okay. I'm named after my uncle. Really? His name is Jude. Okay. And my parents just added on the Lintia. Okay. Any particular meaning behind Lintia? Mm, nope. Okay. <laughs> well, it's catchy. No, it's, it's very, pretty catchy. It's, yeah, it's pretty. Once you get it, uh-huh. you get it. Yeah. But yeah. if you don't get it, just call me Jay. <laughs> okay. That that always works. Must have been a special uncle. Yes. Yes. He was on his dying bed. Oh. So. Yeah. Well, did you ever, did you ever meet him? Or? No, okay. I've never met him. Okay. Yeah. Never. Well, Julianthia, thank you so much for no taking problem, time. No Here's problem. No problem.
cards. So, uh, this will be on the uh, podcast in a few weeks, and you okay. can listen to yourself. All right. Share it with all your friends. And thank yes. you so much. Y'all do a wonderful yes. job here. The we service is wonderful. Everybody's attitude is so festive. It's just listen, a, we try. Yeah, no. We try. I can say firsthand, this is one of the top vacations, and we do a lot of traveling, so this is one of the top vacations. So, spots. that means you're going to be coming back. Oh, absolutely. So... When you go home, you're going to let them know, hey, I have something to do. Or I forgot my, my favorite shirt back at, in the Bahamas, so I have to go and get it. Yes. I really love that shirt, so yeah. I have to go back to the Bahamas just for that shirt. Right, and I might leave about five or six of them. <laughs> all right, all right. See, that sounds like a plan. I got you. All right. Thank you, Jeanette. All right, no really problem. really appreciate it. No problem. All right. All right, so um, we're talking with uh, Lester. Hello, Lester. Yes, that's my name, Lester. <laughs> How are you? I'm great, man. How are you? Good, man. Thanks Good. for being on the show. So, um, uh, we just got through playing bingo. So, this is, uh, I'm sure this is one of the activities you do here, huh? Yeah, it's one of many. Yeah. One of many activities. There's uh, a, lot of, a lot of stuff here at Malia. Um, we find that it's all about engaging with the guests, you know, as an, act- as an activities coordinator. That's, uh, that's our job. Yep. We basically go out there and help the guests to enjoy their vacation as best as we can. Well, I tell you what, I love your office, man. The view is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Look at my front door, man. You see that every morning. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> so uh, how long have you worked for the uh, hotel? Um, I just I just started working recently with Malia, but I've been in the hospitality industry for about a little, almost 15 years. Is that right? Yes. Well, if you don't mind me saying, you look pretty young to be in the business that long. Well, thank you, man. I'm 32. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, some, people say, some, people, some people tell me that I look like I'm 19. Yeah. But I don't want to go that low. Yeah. I'll, I'll take 22. We'll leave it there. Well, you, well, you stay in good shape, and obviously, so uh, besides working here as an activities coordinator, you, you uh, spend a lot of time at the gym and that kind of stuff? Or? Oh, you know what? I don't I don't really go to the gym too much. I'm, um, I normally stay at home. I do my, my push-ups, my sit-ups. You know, I do more circus and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I, um, I started out as a circus performer. Really? Yeah. Do I, okay, I'll, let's talk about that in a second. Okay, so circus performer, what did you do for the circus? Um, I was... I was a circus manager at different different hotels, but I worked with a um, circus company in Canada, Toronto, Canada, called Zero Gravity Circus. Okay. Yeah, I, I coach um, a recreational classes for them at um, the circus uh, the circus academy. Zero Gravity Circus was the agency, so we had shows that they booked us for different gigs, different events. So. Yeah. Okay, in Zero Gravity, so. You- that refers to the acrobats and flying around and yeah. Oh, okay. So right. it, it, it's uh they put on a lot of um cabarets, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So and then um a lot of private events where they need a rigging or festivals or anything like that. So we did a few festivals down there. Which yeah. was fun. Yeah. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah, so I bet. Fun. So why why did you decide to make the change from the circus business to the hospitality business? Um, well, basically, I mean, it, it's it's kind of one in the same, isn't it? I, I would you, think you, so, yeah. you know, you still have to interact with people. You know, mm-hmm. you still have to go out there and meet people and do a great performance and help them to help them to enjoy your company as well as you enjoy theirs. Put on a great show for them to help them to enjoy the environment. So, I mean, from, in my opinion, it's very much very much the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, somebody uh, uh, considering coming here, what what would you tell them? What what should they know? Maybe that's not in the brochure that uh, you could uh, give us a little uh, something else about, about Malia. Yeah, let's just hear. <laughs> so, that's all I need to know. Let's that's all you need to know. The energy God is here. Okay. We come down here. This is exactly where you need to be. We're gonna help uh, help you to have a great time. Uh, Malia is um, 
for me, for the time that I've been working here, I found that everybody's very laid back, everybody's very relaxed, very outgoing, very outspoken. And, and for me, even the with, with the guests and the staff alike, it's an amazing crowd. It's an, it's an amazing place to have a vacation. The beach is amazing. You know, the, the ambience, the restaurants are, are, are great. You know, the food is amazing. You know, the entertainment at nighttime, professional entertainment, Broadway style of shows, you know, so there's, there's a lot to there's a lot to look forward to uh, with booking Malia. Yeah, and I concur with everything you said. I mean, especially the service, the staff is friendly, everybody's here. You can tell everybody loves their job, has yeah. fun. Just yeah, like, definitely. You know, just like yourself. And uh, okay, so uh, last question uh, before I turn on, before I hit record, you said uh, you want to talk about your dreadlocks. <laughs> Let's talk about your dreadlocks. <laughs> wow. But dreadlocks, yeah, I've been I've been growing up for about six years now. Okay. Um, they kind of they kind of my image. They like I, at first I was kind of like a like a pretty boy, you know. I like have my 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 braids in and you know little beads at the end. You yeah. know, I was young, you know, yeah. growing up. But after a while, I um I went natural and my 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 dreads kind of made me feel more confident in myself. Okay. You know, with mm -hmm. my with my hair, I felt more I felt more like me. Yeah. I felt more free to stand out there and, and stand in front of people. You know, it's like somebody who has, who has acne problem for a long time, and then all of a sudden they find that right cream to clear up their face. They get more confident, okay. you know. And I feel like that's what I—that's what happened to me when I got my dreadlocks. Oh, great! You know, great. so it's not just—it's not just a style for me. It's more—it's more a part of who I am, and it helps—it it helps me a lot more, and I helps it. You know. Yeah. So uh, great, great answer. And so, uh, you spent some time in Canada. Are you a native from here? Yes, I'm—I'm I'm from the Bahamas. I was born. I was born on a small island called Moors Island, okay. Abaco. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, what was that like going from this weather to up there? That didn't bother you any? Uh, at, at the beginning, at the beginning, it was a killer. To be honest, uh, to go pick the kids up from school for the recreational oh. class and deal with deal with the snow. You know, you had to wear all your gloves and your mittens. And I had my big uh, my big overcoat and, and my, mitt, uh, my, my my hat on and everything like that. Like it, it, it was tough at first, but yeah. I got I got used to it. Yeah. You know, I, I adapt quite easily. Yeah. Do you yeah. still have all that stuff, all your coats and everything? Oh yeah, of course, of <laughs> course, because Canada is the, the the end goal. You know, I am I'm definitely looking to go back. Really? Yeah, of course, of course. Okay. So I, I love the Bahamas. It's my home, but you know, the love of my life is in Canada. So. Uh, okay, I, now that explains it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Esther, oh, yeah. thank you very much for taking a few minutes to talk to us. Uh, yeah, no, no worries, it was man. great speaking with you and Same appreciate the hospitality no and the, the service, man. We're really enjoying Okay, have a good day. You too. All right. We'll be right back. Today's episode is sponsored by Pitney Properties. Pitney Properties provides real estate services to buyers and sellers located in and around the Houston area. Having been raised in Texas, LeVon Pitney is incredibly well-versed in the area's housing market and always manages to find her clients those hidden gems that other agents tend to overlook. LeVon's relentless style and integrity allow her to hold client satisfaction at her highest priority. She works hard to make the entire home buying and selling experience as is productive and enjoyable as possible. Whether her clients are first-time buyers or seasoned investors, LeVon works tirelessly to accommodate their needs and exceed their expectations. To learn more about LeVon's real estate services, please don't hesitate to call her today at 713-805-8871. That's 713-805-8871 or contact LeVon at sold 
at pitneyproperties.com. What is your name, sir? Aaron. Aaron, nice to meet you, Aaron. You're a na native Bahamian? Yes, sir. All right. All right, so we're gonna, hi, what's your name? I'm Farrell. Farrell? Yes. Very nice to meet you, Farrell. Nice to meet you as well. You're gonna be on a podcast called Yurkron, and I'll give you the information that will listen. It'll be on a couple weeks. It's a, a web-based, uh, what you call it, Dan? <laughs> Dan, that's what it's- On-demand radio show. On-demand radio show, okay. thank you. I, I've never heard it called that, but I'm gonna start calling it. I like that. So you're native here? Yes. Yeah. Bohemian, born and raised. Born and raised. Okay. How long have you uh, worked on the beach? Um, I'm, I just started like almost a week now. Oh, a week. Okay. Yeah. Last two people I interviewed, they've been on here 27 years. So, wow. are we gonna order some uh, drinks from Aaron? Some yeah, he's, yes. He's making. Oh, okay. Good. I, okay. So, Aaron, can you can you kind of break it down for us again? What what your spot? Uh, by the way, um, the listeners, we're we're down the beach now, a little bit away from the hotel. Where where are we exactly? Yeah, I'm the Bahama. Bridge. The Bahama Bridge. Okay. Yeah. Bahama. Bahama Bridge. Oh, Bahama Bridge. Okay. And, um, well, oh, he's doing his, making his coconut drink. Well, first you get my thing on. Yeah, so the, filling it with the alcoholic drink. Yeah, so the way, uh, Eric, Eric told us to, uh, Aaron. Eric. I'm sorry, Eric. Told us to drink this. We drink the coconut milk out and then fill it with alcohol. And then what? Drink it again? Yeah. Oh, and then a tropical drink of your for choice. Okay. All right. Easy for? That's perfect. All right. Let's drink that. And so uh, you were telling us about some. Uh, you want one, Levon? Yeah, I'm going to get one too. Oh, okay. I got to give him 15 bottles. All right. So. <clears throat> You, you were telling us about some uh, nice things uh, that you guys have to offer. Um, let's talk about the pigs first. What, uh, you're going to bring some pigs down tomorrow, and we're going to swim with the pigs and, and take some pictures and all that stuff. Yeah. No, no. We're going to take, swim with the pigs, take a few pictures. Yeah. Now, why are pigs so popular in the Bahamas? Why? Yeah, what, what's going on with the pigs? Wait, wait, wait. They're not native to the Bahamas, are they? Yeah. Pigs are native to the Bahamas. They kind of going wild. They're not. It's a wild island. It's the pigs are on Exuma. Right. Yeah. It's not on the mainland where we're at. Right. The story is, I understand that there was a shipwreck of a ship that was bringing pigs, and they shipwrecked there, and no Exuma? one. Exuma. They just now ended up surviving and Ex populating Exuma, there. Exuma. Exuma is an island mm -hmm. with. A lot of keys, you know, the Bahamas is made of 700 island and keys, yeah. mm -hmm. and at least 300 of them is in, in his Exuma keys, in the chain of Exuma. And now, in Exuma, you can find a key with just goats on it. We have guys that go on a key that hunts goats, a key with just pigs on it. We have guys that, and the pigs, they came to land because it's their only way of survival. When they see like a boat comes in, no food on land for them to eat, so they come up to the boat to get food, and they're so used to tourists feeding them it's no problem going in the water because they know they're going to get rewarded at the end when they reach in the water so it's really a, a civilization adaptation rather than something natural yeah it's natural 
Well, it's it's natural because they're adapting to the tourists. But I mean, tourists. if the tourists weren't there, the pigs would not survive. No. That's Dan Housley, Channel 7 News, Boston. <laughs> he's a real reporter. I'm, I'm new at this, so he's, that's why he's asking all the good questions. Now, how about the goats, though? So how did the goats get there? Same way? Yeah, same way. Someone just dropped it, off it, a few yeah, goats? It was, and then... Yeah, it was like rumors back then, like it was farmers that have extra, they had too much, and they couldn't maintain all, so they just drop some off on a little key and leave them there, and they reproduce, and they keep reproducing. Now, the one with the goats, you got to be careful because it's only for hunt because the goats do get aggressive. That's why people don't go to the island with the goats. Wow. They're only for hunting. I heard that the the pigs can get aggressive too, but the goats are more aggressive? Yeah. Do they because it's wild. Yeah, it's wild. So they try to attack you with the horns and, and yeah. all of them. Because they know people come there to hunt. So. Oh. Oh, boy. So these guys are smart. The, yeah. the pigs know that the people aren't coming to hunt them. They're they coming come to, to feed them. feed them, so they go to the pigs. And the goats, goats. know they're coming to, to kill hunt, them so they go so away bite them. wow interesting that is very good adaptation yeah Aaron how long have you worked on the beach 12 yes wow you look very young to be working that long I'm 32 I'll be 33 in July no way now I, I always get curious when you started to work on the beach you're a 20 year old young man you're facing your choices ahead what makes you say you know what I think I'll go down and work on the beach was did you decide I'm gonna work there just this summer or before, like I'm gonna work a long before, time before I started on the beach I was doing construction work and then I'm good with my hands yeah she paid me for it and when I came out on the beach with a friend I realized my vocabulary is good, so I stick with, with the tourist industry. You found your interaction with yeah. people was a greater skill than yeah, your skills yeah. with the uh, construction. Yeah, so I stayed on the beach. So it was a choice of your talents meeting your interest as well. Yeah, but I still can't go back because it's a trade. When I do, I still get job and stay home and do a trade, and when it's slow on the beach, because the beach is seasonal. Have you ever, ever been off the islands? Yeah, I've been off the islands. When I was young, I used to go to the states every year. Oh, okay. And what do you what do you remember about the states? And what, where did, what, what kind of places did you go? I didn't go too far upstate, man. I just go right up there, Miami, Florida, hundred and third, right there, Opelika, and I come back home. I get homesick after like four or five days. Now we always hear about the island fever. Do you ever have a feeling here that you're kind of stuck on an island? I never have that feeling. I'm, I feel free. Yeah. Why do you think people, because in the United States, we feel like we need to be on a place where we can drive hundreds and thousands of miles somewhere, and if we're on an island, we feel constricted. But you don't feel that way. No. Why do you think that is? I feel free. It's just... You've grown up this way and you feel free this way. Yeah, on the beach, freedom. Like, we don't work for nobody. It's it's self-individual. It's a business, my cousin business. Yeah, so, and he's not always on my, you know, so. He's a good boss. Yeah, he's a good guy. And it's more relaxing. So, how do you make a, a business, you say it's your cousin's business. How do you make a business official in the Bahamas? Because 
in the United States, there's a couple, you know, different ways you can open up a DBA or an LLC or something. But what what makes a, a business official? I mean, can you just come up and set up a tent? And, now you yeah. see most of these guys that own business now who is a Bahamian, oh, they had their business license from the '90s. From from Pinland was living, they had their license. Right now, the government today ain't giving nobody no license, no type of license. Is there a license yes. here? Yes. Yeah. They ain't issuing no license for nothing no more. Because, but this isn't just set up. Yeah. Walking up on the beach, you actually have a license. You have a license from the nineties, from the best. Pen, from Penland was in power. That's when he he used to take care of people. He want to make sure Bahamians be entrepreneurs. You start your business, you start a little business, and it doesn't have to be big. He give everyone a little piece. But but now, the government today they want everything for themselves. If they if if the government today was back then, they would have owned all of this. But you're able to kind of just slide under with the yeah, continuing because licenses. of the yeah because of the old time and we we've been surviving like this for years. And to stop a survival like this, you're gonna stop plenty bread. And I, I do want to get into the the politics of this, but you just had a change in the last election. Yeah, from a, a business oriented to a less business oriented but neither of them were like Pindin neither of them Pindin was a man of the people yeah even if he wanted businesses that's when all of the license and everything was issued yeah but it was business friendly but it was also people friendly it was people friendly business friendly he was a people's man didn't you throw out the bomb last year well, Pinland? we don't. No, no, no. The last government that got thrown out last year. That's Laura Housley. <laughs> yeah. Co-anchor. No, I don't know about that. See, you're getting into current politics, and then like they probably. No, our, 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 our. I know, but he might have. He might have liked. Did you like the last government? Did, in the last election, no, did you have a dog in that fight? Yeah. I don't like none of the government today. <laughs> okay, what so you, you were on the Donald other Trump? side. You're on the other side. Do you want to call him? What do you think of Donald Trump? He's just a real guy. He just speaks his mind. That's what yeah. I think we're learning from the Bahamians is they like Donald Trump because, as you say, from your yeah. perspective, he's just real. Yeah. In the U.S., some and that's people, how you feel. Do you do you meet a lot of Americans who are more upset about Donald Trump? But they don't talk yeah, to him. Yeah, a lot of people him. don't like him. Yeah. Well, we like him. He's already. You like big people with big personalities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's. We still allowed in the states. It's no problem with us being even going to the states. So. So that's all good. Yeah. So it's that's all good. good. It's just the Mexicans that are. Yeah. <laughs> There's no wall between the Bahamas and. No, it's <laughs> <Florida>. no wall. <laughs> it's no wall. Well, Aaron, we know we, we know you got a business to run here, and uh, thank you. Well, we want pigs, Aaron. Pigs. Yeah, you're gonna bring us some pigs. <laughs> well, you guys. Pigs. We'll we'll try out the record. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure. We'll do that tomorrow. What we'll time tomorrow? You want to see the pigs? Um, um, what time tomorrow do we want to see the pigs? I don't know. One or so. One or so. Well, well. I don't know what time is a good time for you? Yeah. Yeah, like one. One o'clock it is. All right, one o'clock. That's our first scheduled activity, by the way. What? <laughs> oh man, I got a deuce. I got to. I got to be somewhere at a certain time. That's not good. So, um, Aaron, thank you very much for being on your cron. Anytime, sir. Have a great day. All right. So, uh, we have another guest on our uh, podcast. That's our uh, cab driver. I'm Scott. Very nice man. Oh, he's Scott. Yep. My name's Scott. Yeah. Oh, my name's Scott. <laughs> hey, hey, Scott. Welcome, Scott. 
So uh, let, let's backtrack a little bit because you told us some interesting things. Uh, Lavanja just asked you about guns and right. you, you, tell us about uh, guns and crime and just, just some of your general thoughts. I thought you had some very interesting things to say. Well, yeah, I mean, generally in itself, what it is, you know, the Bahamas is itself is, is a pretty small nation. You know, we have a little over 400,000 400, people. You know, of the 400,000 people in our country, you know, um, it, is, it is generally a, 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 a pretty nice place. Now, it has changed from what it used to be many, many years ago. You know what I mean? The, the, the country is not what it used to be almost, how could I put it? I wouldn't even say crime-free. I put, put it more as to be um, basically a country where, you know, everybody respected everybody and you know, respected, the, I mean, your opinions and so forth. And, and you respect for your opinions. But crime has grown in the country, you know. Like I say, you know, um, we had 6.6 .6 million tourists last year. 6.6 .6 million tourists basically equates to almost 20 times, almost 30 times our population. You know, and of the, of the 20,000, of the 6.6 .6 million tourists last year, we had like about 40 plus incidents which, which, which involved tourists. You know, we, we just had a issue with the, uh, the government who went to see uh, your president, Donald Trump, you know. And one of the things that was discussed was that the fact that, you know, that when the U.S. sent alerts out, you know, alerts are sent out, like for instance, those very last alert that was sent out, it was a two-tier alert, you know. And the last alert that was sent out kind of, well, how could I put it? I'd say almost was uh, unfair to the point where, as you know, a lot of things that was stressed. As a matter of fact, it's almost obsolete because a lot of the buildings, like like the uh, like the sand trap and those things, no longer exist. As far as you know, the things they were sending out uh, advisors towards that kind of stuff, you know. And so, um, primarily, you know, we we had the the government in itself. The minister of minister of uh, national security went to find out what actually constitutes uh, an advisory being sent against a foreign country. You know, like I say, I mean, I'll be the last man to say there's no crime in my country. That's foolishness. You know, there are things going on. You know, but like I say, for, unfortunately, it is more factionalized. You know, more domesticated crime towards retaliatory crimes towards guys doing things back to in, in, in gang violence and that kind of things. But as far as being, you know, pretty much tourist related, you know, I mean, it's, you, you can almost count the incidents on your hand, you know, yeah. as far as that's concerned. Do you think uh, the fact that guns are outlawed here in the Bahamas, do you think that has a, an effect on that? I mean, an effect on which way you mean? An effect on the, uh, the crime rate being low. I mean, not necessarily, you know, I think that it, it boils down to, 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 to the outlook Bahamians have, you know, Bahamians have always been pretty much docile people, you know. And by that I mean, for instance, let me give you an example. We've had a number of general elections. And in our elections, we have changed governments in excess of about, say, four or five times. Yeah. And, and during that time, we have never had one sort of violence, not one gunshot fired. We changed governments successfully with, with, with no problems. You know, because you're kind of taught to understand and respect someone's point of view. It may differ from your point of view, but it's somebody else's point of view. So you, you'll find on election day, guys sitting on under the tree in a red shirt and a yellow shirt and a green shirt, everybody having a collect bear and still having an argument, you know, you swear that they inside parliament, but their, opinion, their opinions vary, vary and differ. However, in much of the other Caribbean countries, you can't even wear certain colors because of the fact that you are affiliated with a party that you, we don't want you with. It could be, I mean, pretty much that detriment, detrimental to yourself, you know? But it's, like I say, it's basically born to boil down to, to what, what the 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 way behemoths are bred you know that, that kind of things sure one thing i've noticed uh, and you're obviously 
you know you have so much good things to talk about and right. so much information uh, and all the Bahamians that I've talked to interviewed this week know so much about their country their culture and everything I mean beyond even what I think a lot of Americans you know right. but we we get our uh, information first when we're uh, in school from u.s history and that kind of stuff and then and then after that it's mainly from news and social media how do how do you bahamians how do you know so much about everything that goes on in your country because that's the impression i get you know it's it's, i mean very simple because the country is a small country you know it's a small country like i said we have uh 700 islands of the 700 islands only 30 of the major islands inhabit it uh and, and because of that in itself you know um a lot of things are disseminated all over the island. And then, like I said, being a small country, like a small community, the, the, the things pass on pretty easily. Mm. Now, most Bahamians are, are pretty much, uh, I would even say, are, are, are educated at the high school level. I mean, all. Because by law, in my country, you, once you attain the age of five years old, between five and 17, it is illegal for you not to go to school. You gotta go to school. So doing that stuff, you find that most people are generally much ed- ed- very, very educated. Then of course it depends too on um, um your your interests. You know, for instance, like for instance, like you know, you probably met a lot of people who work inside the hotel industry Correct. and in the hospital industry. These people are trained not only to to to, to know the stuff that are relevant locally but internationally also. Like you know. I can probably tell you more things going on in the United States than most Americans can. You know, I can tell you about the 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 the, the Trump agreements and all about the the, the wall agreements and, and 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 the and the all the immigration issues going on and and who Supreme Judge is having issues with that and and who's going to be um, you know uh, issues with, with with Venezuela and uh, of course with Russia and all these things are all things that you know are, are pretty much you know common knowledge to most people who inside the industry in itself. You know. So it's pretty much, uh, you know, common and stuff, common from the face. Yeah. Do the Bahamas have a military? Yes. You have um, the Defense Force. The Defense Force is very similar to that of your Marines. You know, it is a, a water-based military force because of the very fact that we are, we are, we are archipelago. Mm. You know, we stand over 180,000 nautical miles from north to south, from, from Grand Bahama to Inagua, and we have open waters, which, are, of course, the, our Marines are regarded to taking care of the, our border patrol against, uh, uh, you know, um, illegal immigration to uh, to uh, things such as uh, poachers and those kind of things, and those are the guys who are responsible for making sure the sovereignty stays in place. Yeah. Well, uh, Scott, we're we're obviously at the airport, right. so uh, thank you so much for that that uh, quick. That was awesome. That was awesome. That's no problem at all, man. That's never a problem at all. All right. So um, we're this is our uh, kind of closing segment on Yurkron, and uh, we've got our great, wonderful friends from. Boston, Massachusetts, the Housleys, Dan and Laura Housley, who are the reason that we're here because they uh, invited us to come with them. This is their third trip, and what a wonderful experience. And of course, uh, Dan's been helping me on the podcast here. He's a pro at this, uh, reporter for Channel 7 there, the local news station in Boston. And so we're just uh, giving some final wrap up thoughts to our vacation here. We've also got uh, LaVon. Hello. And Laura. Hi. <laughs> and Dan. Hello. <laughs> All right. So um, anyway, let, let's start off um, with this question. Been searching for the pigs. <laughs> Did everybody have a wonderful time? Yes. 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 What was your most pleasurable experience? Oh, hi, searching Julie. Searching for those pigs. We have Julie from Michigan. 
and I haven't seen the pigs yet. <laughs> <laughs> you want to join us? But this is our wrapping uh, podcast. So, yeah. Yeah, I listen. Okay. I listen. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I just stepped on Laura's toe. Okay, have you guys signed my beach ball? Oh, for sure. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. So anyway, um, what, what was everybody's funnest thing? What, what's your biggest takeaway from this past few days? Oh, pretending I was a Prussian princess and having my own imaginary rope. <laughs> that was last night. <laughs> she wanted that damn rope. I did. I kept saying, all right, I'll let you in. Here you go. <laughs> yes. So what Laura's referring to, we were at uh, the Sky Bar down, down the way. and uh, I kept telling people I want a rope. I kept telling security I need a rope. People had, are getting in my space. They had a... They, they had a little VIP area, VIP area roped off for Lil John, the rappers, and so we'll put the, we'll put his picture on your cron. Um, Dan, my favorite part was unexpectedly paying seventy dollars each for lobsters. <laughs> when we thought they were fourteen dollars, and the bill came, and they were a little bit more expensive. Yeah, out of uh, curiosity, why would you categorize that as your favorite part? <laughs> uh, it's the story we'll all be telling. It's amusing. <laughs> For sure. It, it's, that story has had legs since the day it happened. We talk about like, it every day. It's kind of like when Gloria drank uh, shampoo wine. Yeah, that uh, that happened in Louisville. So, um, yeah, she um, poured a little champagne in her uh, glass and it uh, had some shampoo in it. And so... Uh, we created a new a new drink on that trip, but uh, Levon, what was your favorite part of this trip? The pigs. Of course, and uh, all day searching for those pigs. <laughs> and, uh, and the coconut. I have the coconut. Coconut. And we're gonna we're gonna definitely have pig uh, pictures on your crime. Maybe even get the video on there. Um, but, audio, uh, gotta have the audio. Wait, 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 wait. What about Scott hogging the mic in roll oh, places? God, yes. Karaoke. Will karaoke make an appearance uh, or yeah, audio? Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get uh, friends in low places karaoke performance. Uh, just uh, uh, bits and pieces of that. Yeah, I've been accused of being a microphone hog, but to, uh, I'll explain that on another podcast. <laughs> That'll take a good thirty minutes to to back that uh, reason up. But um, well, and the only reason I slipped is because of my shoes. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, we, we could edit that out. <laughs> it would be a challenge to John, but I, I think the, the squealing pig might be good opening and closing sound on the pod, Bahamian podcast. And, and, of course, Dan comes up with a money idea once again. That is a great idea. The theme will be the squeal of the pig. So, Levon, since you were pushing the pig stuff, and uh, that was kind of your idea, um, Tell us how all that came about, how, why you wanted to see the pigs so bad, and, and what that experience was like. Because I watch uh, reality TV, and they have it on there. The Housewives, um, whatever, Under Deck, whatever that show's called. And then you have to go to an island called Exuma. $400. For $400 a person, and it's two hours one way and two hours back. But oh, wait, a minute. wait a minute, didn't, didn't, you know, what? The boy take private jet yesterday. Oh, yes. Yes. The guy we met last night, yeah. some... They took a private jet and they flew into Zumba and they went and they swam with the pigs. So we learned how the, yes. the well-off people do it uh, and we learned how we do it. And it was, the, the middle ground is the $400 a person. The rich people do it with their private plane. We, be, we do it by paying the guy 50 or $100 to pull a pig out of the grass and let us play with it for a little bit. Yeah, but... But this, uh, I think our experience is, is more memorable. It always is. It's more genuine. It's genuine to us. It, it fits us. Right, yeah. right. And I think he told me last night they paid 1300 a person 
for that private jet, 3,900 person yep. for the one, you know, just a few hours of fun. So, I you know it's uh, it's a personal thing, I guess. But um, I thought we got a lot of mileage of that 100 bucks, and he really didn't even uh, ask. He, he didn't ask for any money actually. So, and we got a, a Bahamian license plate out of it too. So, um, anyway, all in all, a wonderful, wonderful trip. Highly recommend everybody that hadn't been to the Bahamas or even if you have been to the Bahamas come back get here we, we've been uh, to a lot of places with white sand and, and blue water and, and this is at the top of the list for sure it did not disappoint so many beach friends many vendor friends and that that to me you know um, white sand blue water palm trees you can find that in a lot of places but the people make make the difference and, and they like uh, what they do yeah it did we were talking earlier and, and this was what gave me the kind of the idea of, of having some closing thoughts on this podcast but you, you brought up a subject uh, that I thought was very interesting uh, relative to the, these people that uh, wonderful vendors beach vendors that sell stuff that have been doing this for 25 27 years just kind of the cultural mentality uh, that you, you brought up can you talk about that a second? The service industry in here in the Bahamas seems to be just wonderful, not just a, a way to make money for these people, but they really enjoy sharing their services, sharing their country. And it, it they're, as you said, the 27-year T-shirt vendor on the beach, is in the U.S., we might see that as just a step up from a bum on the corner. But here, he's quite happy to do it, taking it from his grandmother and possibly giving it to his granddaughter. And he's a very happy man and actually making a bit of bit of money from what he kind of talked to us about. So it's a different way of life and you know they share it with us without kind of uh, the idea of I'm going to rip these people off or they're going to give me money. They just, it's a symbiotic relationship and it's nice to see that they're enjoying themselves rather than just kind of serving us and not being happy. They are happy. Uh, thanks for sharing. I thought that was a wonderful observation. Well, uh, Laura, any final thoughts? No. Levon, no. <laughs> any final thoughts? Uh, yeah. With Laura and, and Levon's thoughts, you got to get them along the way. They, yeah. They, uh, yeah, we're random <laughs> thought thinkers. Yeah, we can't be put on the spot we like that. We got some lobster. <laughs> Fourteen dollars, but seventy. Yeah. You know what? If you come up for Memorial Day, you will be paying like uh, $14 a pound. It's the, right. it's the exchange rate. <laughs> <laughs> well, Houses, thank you for inviting us and sharing this wonderful experience and, and uh, giving us the opportunity. It was wonderful always hanging out with you guys. And uh, I'm sure there'll be more podcasts later on. The uh, final thoughts are we're sunscreen on the first day. Oh, yeah. Awesome, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we got we uh, overdid it. You would think somebody from Texas, you know, we had a lot of sun would be smarter about it, but we got fried on the first day. And what's weird is um, it reminds me a lot of Hawaii that you don't sweat at all. And there was actually a lot of cloud cover too. And the next day we were burned crisp. So yeah, the right. lobster is meant to be eaten, not imitated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we imitated the lobster and more, we paid for it. But um, yeah, so lots of SPF. Um, anyway, thanks again. Okay, now you gotta go get this cut off. No, you don't. Uh, no, I'm, I'm wearing. We checked out. They didn't take it away from us. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to keep the wristband on as long as we can. Memories. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Ciao.